0: Episode 3 of the second season. We have arrived, we are here, and I am excited. How are you, my friend?
1: I am doing good. How are you?
0: I'm I'm, I'm good. You're excited. I am excited. It's cold, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the chill. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about how this season seems to be more of us going even further behind the scenes, being more personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realized I walked in here without my performing hat. Oh, my God. So I'm just, I'm a little naked. So this may get very real. I don't know what's going to happen. All right. I also was thinking about the fact that it's the third episode and by, of a season. Mm-hmm. By this point, you either have it figured out or you change the format. We're not changing the format, so we're arguably actually doing the job.
1: Unless you only consider this the second episode, because that's the only the second episode where we've had the cards.
0: Oh, my friend, I must tell you, it is so good to know that you will always find a way to keep us from feeling pressured. Thank, See? Thank you so much. I knew I could count on you. It's why I enjoy having you here with me when we do this. Plus, I would have to do half the, well, the other half of the work, and I don't want that.
1: Yeah, you don't want to have to do the whole thing. No. I can promise you you don't want to have to do the no, whole thing. No,
0: no, no. No, no, no. I'm super grateful. And uh, we should take a moment and say hello to everyone.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Because uh, we're here, we're back, and we're ready with some cards yes. to do this thing. And as, as you know, that means we've gone up a flight of stairs, onto a landing, we turned a corner, we waved at the hat rack as we walked by, and went across a room and into a little room where I keep all my fancy pants, Closed the door... For another episode of Two Clowns in a Closet. That's right. You got it so good. Thank you. You did a a splendid job. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, I got some lovely messages from people saying they were excited. We're in the middle of doing a batch of recordings and a lot of editing and transcription. And we got some really nice messages of people who are excited about this. So right now it fuels very, very, we've got to get it done. We've got to get it done. But also people telling us that this thing helps them relax. And to know that I'm very excited to help people fall asleep. Is okay. That's that's no, that's really <laughs> Oh no, it's really
1: good. It's really nice to, to know that, that people care and that people are looking forward to hearing from us.
0: So that is wonderful. And I wanted to say thank you again for that and hello and we should get after your request because we have questions stacked up waiting and and more are coming and hopefully you're sending us more as you're hearing this. You're thinking, Oh, of that thing that I didn't ask about or you forgot to say, or I wonder about this, we could jump all that in there. Yes. Yes. With that in mind.
1: I have a stack of questions.
0: Oh, good, because I thought I left them next to my hat.
1: Nope, I've got them. Oh, good. I got them this time. I've got them. I also got my hat. It's not a performing hat, though. It's just a
0: warm one. It is a warm hat. It is. It is, And it's It's lovely. And, Thank you. And fuzzy. Yes. A good fuzzy hat will get you through a lot of trouble in this world.
1: It will.
0: You know, I had a friend who said to me once, he said, never underestimate the power of a silly hat.
1: I believe that. It's a
0: They're great... They're powerful. It's a great bit of wisdom. Yes, it is. I I agree, and I'm very grateful I received it. In the meantime, you had some questions. I do. I was talking to them.
1: Well, they did, and they told me, and I wrote them down.
0: Well, is somebody going to tell me, or am I going to be left out of the loop the whole time?
1: Sure. What's it like inside of a cloud car?
0: (laughs) We just sort of dove in. What's it like inside of a cloud car? (laughs) Uh,
1: we dove in after after how long of uh?
0: It's there's a tradition of banter. There's yes. a gentle, soft entry. It's how we do things around here. Yes, it is. There's, we we like a, we we like what's called a soft open. Yes, cold opens are the worst. Nice soft open where before you know it you're in the middle of a show. The question was, what is it like on the inside of a clown car? Oddly enough, I have no idea. You don't know. I've never been in a clown car. I know for a fact that they take a regular car, they rip the seats out, and there's no trick to it. They just cram everybody in there. I have been in lots of gags that involved cramming people into small spaces, but I've never done the clown car. I have, however, been crammed into the back of a tiny toy train. Ooh. Which was interesting because it was a caboose on a train, and... um, the the thing was going around the the event site and at the end of the day I'm I'm walking around on stilts that day so I'm very tall and silly and somebody said get in the train.
1: Oh, so this is one of those the the little pull along ones that
0: well somebody's driving it. Yeah, it's a little yeah. toy train though. It's a little toy train. Someone said get in get in the train and I thought I'm not sure I can. And before I know it people were helping me which is to say they were pushing and shoving me into the <laughs> train and I went around this event with my stilt legs hanging out the side of the caboose of a toy train, dangling and kicking, and thinking, this is a weird way to make a living.
1: Yes, it is. It was.
0: So that's the closest I think I've been, because I was crammed into a small space with my legs hanging outside while going around, and everything was great. And people were cheering and applauding and thinking it was hilarious, and I took my hat off, and which, again, if I had it here, I'd be doing it now. I took my hat off and waved it out the window at people, but I uh, sadly... I did not. Uh, I did not succeed in getting in a clown car. I got in a clown train. I suppose ecologically, it's uh, and for climate, it's better.
1: Yes, yes, I believe it is.
0: So I'm going to go with that. That's as close as I've got. How about you? Have you? What's it like to, to be on the inside of a clown car?
1: Um. Well, I have never done the clown car trick. With the
0: the with the very many people with the
1: many many clowns in a car. However. Strictly speaking, I think it's inaccurate that you've never been in a clown car. What do you mean? Well, you see, at various points, this company has been larger and smaller. And one of the periods of time where it was a little bit larger, the roustabouts had a tendency to label the various cars that were being used to transport both performers and... um tools and props and all of those things and we would tend to call them clown cars because we knew everyone was a clown and
0: in the cars that were clowns i assume
1: yes this is
0: all new to me i'm listening with (laughs) rapt attention
1: and uh beyond that because you are boss clown and creative director any car that you were in was clown car one (laughs) you're serious oh yeah
0: How did I not know about this?
1: Oh, no. Every car that you were in was Clown Car car 1. So people would ask, where's Clown Car 1? Or do we have an ETA for Clown Car 1?
0: You know what's really funny is I'm pretty sure I've heard someone say Clown Car 1 is moving into a radio. I'm yeah. pretty sure now that you're mentioning this, I'm thinking I've heard that before.
1: Oh, 100%. This is, this is what we would do. And so it, and we would arbitrarily give other cars numbers sometimes, but it never had to do with anything. It was
0: just... But the only one that mattered was... Yours
1: was Cloncars 1. Because when I
0: got on site, they could solve tech problems because I, was, I could call directorial shot. Yep. Got it. Got it. That's yep. from, how do I not know about this until now? I mean, like I said, I have vague memories of, of people saying things like that, but not really thinking about it
1: because it was the stuff that wasn't important. That's the stuff that uh, we took care
0: of. Unfortunately, the problem is what I'm 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 literally sitting here on record admitting to not knowing what the heck is going on in my own company.
1: Well, I mean, that's the stuff that that's the stuff that you didn't need to know because other people were taking care of things. It was how other people took care of things.
0: You're trying to tell me I've got people for clown cars. Yes. Give me the cards. You're not allowed to answer any me anymore. I'm gonna take them away from you. I'm gonna take you, know, you. That's you know. That's probably the best, most succinct, bizarre answer I've ever heard. Okay, <laughs> card number two. Okay. Glasses. I, I'm vamping a little because I forgot to put my glasses on. I remember those. Well, that's an interesting question. Have you had any memorable instances where you interact with someone in character? and then later out of character, or vice versa? That's
1: a very good question. Um, I can't say I've had a lot of very memorable ones. I do know that when I first started performing, um, I had a fair number of family members and friends who wanted to come out and see me. And when my, we were... So we were taking like my clown out to events where my clown was roaming around the event and interacting with people. And so I would tell my friends and family, if it was an open event that they could come if they wanted to, but I had to preface it and make sure that they knew that the being who would be there with a face similar to mine would not know who they are. And they would be having an interaction with somebody who was a complete stranger. And they needed to be prepared for that. Because Jane was not going to know who they were. I think there's a certain level where you you have to get used to... Your, your clown has to get used to understanding that when your name is spoken, they're being called. So that they can navigate through that. Because there are some times where it's just going to escalate to be problematic if they don't navigate it quietly. But yeah, I I I, I gave people a heads up in advance so that it wouldn't be too weird. Uh, Did it st- happen? Uh, I think it happened at least once. Was it weird? It was weird, okay. but it was not. But it was not like them trying to force the reality of them knowing me on to my clown, which was very nice.
0: What I think is interesting about that is also, um, you've, you've worked uh, alongside a lot of performers, and like the backstage side, people have mistaken you for other people, haven't they?
1: Oh, yeah. No, that has definitely happened. So um, for a while there, on multiple occasions... Marie will be out doing one of her stilt characters, so whether Very that's whether that's tree up. or that's uh just a tall clown um that's a lot of makeup because it is further away so that people can see cause she's on three foot stilts and and for some reason, presumably because when my hair was longer and I was Presenting female. We were both blonde. I always feminine people.
0: I always assumed it was because you were the shortest one in the company, and that I mean, might and, be it. And I'm, so the uh, the logic is: oh, stilts must be must the sh- be the sh- must be the
1: short one. That's possible too. I don't know, but people thought I was the stilt walker. Yeah. so many times I've no. had so many people when we're trying to just get our stuff out and they happen to catch us because that does happen. Um, think I was the tall one, whatever tall one had been there that day. And I mean, admittedly, sometimes I was the tall one. I don't think any time that I was actually on stilts. I had somebody afterwards go, you were the person on stilts, right? I don't think I've ever had one of those interactions. I've only had it when Marie was on stilts.
0: That's really funny. I have I have the problem, of course, that uh, I look like me no matter what I do. So I think about like you getting mistaken for other people. And I was thinking, you know, uh, Robert of the crazy colored hair can put a hat on and he just disappears into a crowd. Yeah. But I I have to hide behind boxes or wear hoodies and snee And I still get spotted. I get spotted anytime I'm on an event site. So it's it's a thing I think about.
1: Well, so in, in that case, have you had any memorable instances where you interact with someone in character and then later out of character or vice versa?
0: A bunch of times, and it's super weird. Um, <laughs> the the thing is, you, you get to a point where you learn there are two facts in play. And one is your clown has had adventures that you were you were there for but you were so focused on the moment you don't really remember them in the same way it's sort of like getting up and doing improv when it's over you don't really have a say, you were like in a trance you don't really know you have to kind of piece back together what happened and a lot of times you've had a minor something funny happened and someone else had a significant positive experience and so someone will find you later and walk up to you out of out of drag and and out of costume and say you're amazing. You're wonderful. I'm so glad we had that moment together and you have to sort of go, oh, yeah, you, you met the clown and, and that has to be OK. I have one very distinct memory um, performing for kids who always want to look and they want to break your reality because they, they are so smart. That they want to know, oh, you're you're on stilts, you're you're an illusion. They want to know you're wearing a costume. They want to know what's going on behind. Mm -hmm. So it stuck out of my mind because it was kind of the opposite scenario. So I I don't like to do multiple events in a day. There are many performers. I'll do multiple shows of the same show in a day. But I need to settle into an environment and get my bearings. And I'm... I, I sort of decided at one point that I do my, having done it both ways, I really do my best work when I'm, I'm doing one event. But this was during a time before I figured that out. Okay. And I would go from event to event to event to event to event to event to event. And I, I figured out like one thing that was good because I was very sweaty performing different costumes, different characters. Change it up so you don't get burnt out. And so early in the day, we had some kids' event. I don't remember what it was, but I went as Rhino, and I had the rhino horn and the whole rhino thing, and I did Rhino. Hey, Rhino! Hey, Rhino! And um, I, I, so I was playing this rhinoceros, silly, very silly idiot. And later in the evening, I had a juggling event. And the juggling event was in... Um, it was a, a shopping mall that had gone through this weird revitalization thing where it was on the way out, but it hadn 't gone yet, and they put art galleries in and they did a gallery night, which was this fantastic event. You had like fifty galleries that opened up, they all threw big parties, and they had live entertainment that was us and so I was there that night juggling with my juggling partner and it was
1: fancy pants juggler
0: fancy pants juggler, kind of clownish, but just plain clothes, you know no 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 costume, no nose, no cow just me. And I, I noticed as I was running around that I, I had picked up a little little uh, minion following of small children. And I, I smile and I keep doing what I was doing. And I was coming out of a, one of the galleries. Mm-hmm. I was stepping out of one of the galleries. And I was back in sort of the big public mezzanine area. And all these kids decided to mob me. And they come running up. And I'm like, yeah. With my juggling clubs over one shoulder. Like, like a sports figure, only in the worst possible way. <laughs> and they said, aren't you the rhino? And I panicked because one of the things we figured out early on about our company was that we tried really hard to never break the magic. We never let our still walkers be seen getting into costumes. We never let we never let anyone see our characters taking off masks or noses. That was all backstage stuff because the illusion's so much better if you really buy in. And I thought, oh, no, I'm about to wreck it. And I, I panicked and I went for it. And I leaned over and I said, shh. I'm in disguise, pulling the voice to as best as I could. I'm in, I'm in disguise. And they went, they all looked at each other and went, oh, oh. Then they said, why? <laughs> and I said, they don't let rhinos in a shopping mall. <laughs> and Did they, they buy were, that? They all were like, oh, yeah. Oh, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And I think. The truth is, we all, we all know the kids knew the jig was up. I knew the jig was up. But this was more fun than the truth. Mm. And I think the why it stuck with me is this was so much more fun. This idea that may, maybe, maybe there was a way this could still be true. Mm-hmm. This little bubble. And so it was, okay, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Nobody knows I'm actually a rhino disguised as a person walking around a shopping mall. And I won, and I waved goodbye and they said goodbye, not rhino and they put their hands over their mouths. <laughs> They're better comedians than I am. I mean that's children for you. So I always I always remember that when I think of stuff like this. I've had many things where people have caught me backstage or afterwards and it's it's nice, but that's the that's the kind of stuff that's that sticks with me because they were in the game with me.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Kids are great when yeah. they're great.
0: So I, I think, yeah, I think that's my answer. That'll be my answer.
1: All right. Very nice. And I think we have another card.
0: Another card. Oh, that's, for me. Yes. It's you, my you're turn read, to read. It's my read. my read. How is it such a simple thing, and I've yet to have gotten it right once?
1: Because it's a little confusing, because we each read two questions in a row.
0: Don't change the format. Don't don't dissect the format. It's working. It's worked for an entire season. We've enjoyed it. People have enjoyed it. Don't wreck it. But I think if I think about it at all, I get it wrong.
1: Okay. Well then we'll just keep going.
0: All right. Question.
1: The question is Oh, I'm surprised someone knows about this. That's awesome. Hmm? Do you know anyone in the Clown Egg Museum? And do you have hopes of getting in yourself?
0: Clown Egg Museum. Is that the thing with the makeup on the eggs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I don't perform wearing makeup. And I remember hearing about this and going, oh, it's a makeup thing. And I never looked at it again. I actually know next to nothing about it other than the fact that it exists. So my answer is, and I have friends that are clowns in the UK. So I guess the answer is maybe, but I have no idea. Okay, I have no idea and and because I don't perform in makeup i I don't know if I would want that because that would just be my actual face <laughs> painted on an egg
1: and your sideburns my
0: yeah, they would they would just have to do that uh well, I feel like i i I think it finally happened i think i have i I have trenched an answer because
1: that's, you don't but, know. I
0: got nothing I'm you so know what? I sorry, think, I
1: think it's okay.
0: Can, for, you, can you dig us out? not to
1: know anything. And yes, I can, Can actually. you
0: dig us out? You know, it, one of my favorite quotes of all time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: before I pass this off to you, one of my favorite quotes was from one of my teachers, and he said to me, he said, you know, it's important not to know too much. And this is one of those times where I certainly have lived up to that expectation. <laughs> I, I've nailed it. I've nailed it. So, because, uh, hopefully, this is not going to just be a terrible answer, do you know anyone in the Clown Egg Museum, and do you have hopes of getting in yourself?
1: So, I also do not know whether I know anyone in the Clown Egg Museum. But I will do a little bit of explanation of what the Clown Egg Museum is. Because I assume that not everybody knows. I
0: I know the bare minimum, and I'm a clown, Um, so. so...
1: So, the Clown Egg Museum, and I don't have, like, a full history in front of me. But the Clown Egg Museum was started when a... Fair number of uh, UK clowns wanted to create a registry of makeup of, of the faces of the clowns who were performing I believe this was primarily um, like birthday clowns but I'm not certain about that um,
0: this is all your rope you get to, you get to hang yourself however you want.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know all the details but I have looked into it a little bit. And so essentially somebody got the idea of if you take a fake egg
0: wait, it's not even a real egg. they're
1: not real eggs <laughs> they're, they're I am
0: I'm, I'm I'm watching my skepticism slowly. <laughs>
1: so you take a fake on. egg because they'll last longer um, and you and because you know they're vaguely head-shaped. You can paint, maybe your head shape. You can paint on the, uh, the makeup pattern of any given clown. And so somebody decided to do this and essentially create a physical registry of clown makeups. However, as it is a physical registry of clown makeups, they're, they're they have a website, but there's no digital registry. Like you can't, you can't see them.
0: You can't look them up.
1: You can't go look them up. So like I Remember can't the go
0: skepticism thing.
1: I can't go. Okay, I have this friend who's a clown by this name, and this is like this is their performing performing name. This is their given name. Are they there? You can't find that out. Wait. Wh- you can physically go to the museum.
0: Okay. Okay. Because
1: there is a museum...
0: Where they're all on display. ...where they're
1: all, all on display. And you
0: can look through it yourself.
1: And you can look through it yourself. But I... there is no way to, like, go look somebody up in the Clown Egg Museum.
0: This is questionable. And I have on questions.
1: And on the point of do I have any aspirations of getting in myself, um, absolutely not. And I will tell you why. It is because this is not something that... Someone volunteers you for. This is not something where once you've hit a certain amount of renown or uh, realness as a clown that you achieve.
0: This isn't a recognition.
1: This is not a recognition.
0: Well, how do you get in?
1: You pay for it. You send in your. You send in photographs of your clown. You send in. uh, You you fill out a form. And you pay for the artist's time and for... Okay, I'm
0: okay with that part.
1: And for two eggs to be painted.
0: What happens to the other egg?
1: One of those eggs is sent to you, so you have a copy of your own clown egg, and the other one is put on display in the Clown Egg Museum.
0: You know what I just figured out? If clowns were ever going to do something akin to a cryptocurrency, this is how badly we would do it. It would involve (laughs) rubber eggs and our own heads and it would only cost us and we'd end up paying an artist. I right. think you I think you you you've, you've, you've so, explained us. Well. So
1: I I would not say that it is a I would not say that it's a scam. I could see people calling it a scam. I don't think it is because I think that they have actually made an interesting museum. It is a registry, but it's an isolated little re- registry and that is all that it is.
0: I feel like we're going to get if if there's ever been like a well actually moment from other clowns
1: that we're gonna suddenly this get. is this
0: is when we get those letters there is
1: there is nothing wrong with putting your face on on an egg um, in the clown egg museum I think it's awesome uh, and I will say to the artists involved credit because there have been multiple artists at this point it's been handed off um, at least once I think a couple of times. They do a lot of work to make it so that these are very realistic. Like, these are very, very good representations. While you can just send it in, they often will send uh, requests for... Now, this is just going to make it sound weird. Samples of hair.
0: Um, so now you're telling me they're little poppets with actual human or clown hair. On sometimes. Them. I'm. I. Sometimes why is done, this so uncomfortable to me? I. I don't know why, but it is.
1: Sometimes they're done, you know, with just just fake hair. They come up with their own stuff. Um, if I'm, if hair is even relevant, because it, it basically comes down to like, do. for you, your sideburns are such a part of your look step
0: back step back with those sharp fingers i'm
1: not going to take you don't hair. have any
0: scissors over there i don't dear.
1: have any scissors i'm, I'm, not I'm now i'm wary but they would need to put something on the egg as a symbol of those because otherwise it wouldn't be you um again
0: i'm a, i'm not egg shaped
1: but also if you're actually if you're local if you can go in and i'm sure they're not doing it well i don't know how they've handled um safety in the past few years but uh prior to that i do know that they would have you go in and actually like do a little interview and one-on-one and model for the egg painting so like that is one of the ways that it gets done
0: that part sounds great which i think is awesome i think i think that part sounds great i believe this is yet another example of the weird questionable need for legitimacy that everybody in this world has oh totally i mean i've received certificates that i had to color in myself for workshops I've taken.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah, see that's where I expect this sort of silliness to be because we're we're playing with it. Mm-hmm. This sounds like it takes itself serious. This isn't a joke. They take themselves No, they
1: take themselves very seriously. It's know. not a joke, but it also is it's it's limited to what it is. So it's not it is not actually legitimacy in any way. What it is is a way to say, no, if if there's a clown wearing a particular makeup design it's probably me. <laughs> it needs to be me. It's a, I, I, arguably. I can, I can
0: see the want for that because if you, you know, if you, if you go, I want that one and you get, you got somebody else, that would be terrible.
1: Yeah. That would, that, and that could be really bad because I mean, if somebody goes out there and is just awful and is wearing your costume and your makeup.
0: Well, that's evil. That's especially because here's the thing, all of the way I approach the work. And again, heavy, heavy with my opinion, the way I approach what I do, and I'm, I'm literally looking at the clothes I wear when I do it these are heightened extensions of versions of things I think about myself and makeup is designed to heighten what's actually there. You don't draw something on that isn't on your face. If you have a weird line on your face, that's highlight that you, you make it bigger because that's how we see you from a distance and bigger. The, the level of creepy doppelganger, the idea of somebody trying to copy that, that makes me uncomfortable. So a registry may be good, but I, I don't know that. But you can't really check it, so. So it's not really a registry. It's just. <laughs> it's just somebody's got a bunch of eggs. This is, look
1: like all the clowns in the. UK. This is like saying, yep. for
0: a nominal fee, I will make, I will draw a picture of you and not show it to anybody else unless they come to my house and you'll pay me money for that.
1: But you also get an egg. You get oh a yeah, copy. I'll, I'll you a, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a copy.
0: You know, we could start our own registry.
1: We could. I don't want to do all that. I, I
0: don't want to do that kind of... That's paperwork and and, and being in charge of things. So
1: and, that's the story of the, the Clown Egg Museum. It is a very cool thing that exists, but no, I, I don't intend to be a part of it.
0: You don't intend to be a part of it? You know, I think it's one of the... It boils down to if I was standing there and somebody said, hey, want to be in the Egg Museum? I'd be like, sure, why not? Yeah. Assuming Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Assuming I think, I think maybe if
1: I could actually be there physically and do the do it as a portrait, that might be really cool. I, but for me being in being in the U.S.
0: It and mean it's that.
1: just sending in a form that doesn't seem like fun to me.
0: What's funny about this and I and I am I am I'm, I'm jabbing at it because it's 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 a bit ridiculous. I love it when when we inspire someone enough to make creative works. Mm-hmm. When like somebody comes up to me and says I did a doodle of you on this cocktail napkin. I love that. That is my. I have framed on my wall on the other side of this door. Multiple
1: examples of that. yeah. Examples
0: of that that I've collected, and it's it's something meaningful to me. I think that's awesome when we inspire people, but as a service, well, that doesn't no.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's one thing to get get artwork done for for. To display, this is my clown, and it's another thing completely. To well,
0: and and I think in that case, it's also it's a gift. As sometimes I've been I've been sent things. I'm... Oh yeah,
1: I'm just saying, like I'm not opposed to 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 getting commissioning artwork. Like I'm not oh, opposed to doing that.
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely, I think that's a wonderful idea, and in fact, that's something that I think about you know doing every now and then. When whenever we do a you know a, a project a, project, a new show it, yeah. that if we have if we have a poster that's not going to be a photograph I go I go looking for an artist to to get involved in a project and we pay them yeah, yeah absolutely
1: but for me the 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 having having my clown's face on an egg doesn't appeal
0: despite the shape of your head being so egg like that okay I'm gonna you missed it
1: I stuck out my tongue that's why yeah. I made the bleh sound.
0: You just tried it now with your tongue in your mouth and it sounded really bad. Wait, wait. Do do the one with your tongue in your mouth. Le. Do the one with your tongue out. Le. Can you hear that? The difference is so clear.
1: I'm glad that it's audible.
0: We made time to educate people in the proper way to Le. that. I'm going to re- you did so great. I'm going to read you a question. All right,
1: sounds good. As if
0: it were the format of the show
1: <laughs> or something.
0: Oh. Are you ready? Yes. Have you ever done a show where the clowns build the set in front of the audience and dismantling it at the end of the performance?
1: Yes, yes I yeah, have. Yeah, we,
0: we got we got a lot to say.
1: Yeah, we yeah, we've done we've done that a few times or ver- varying levels, but there's one that's popping to mind immediately.
0: Where we did built it says where
1: build. we 100% showed up, built the set, Which? did the show, tore it down and left at my home. As clowns the entire time.
0: I just made the I know what you're about to talk about face.
1: So we we were brought in by a library, and the library was in a shopping mall. This has been a day for shopping mall stories. What is, yeah,
0: I was going to say we seem to have these themes.
1: But So this library was in the shopping mall, and they, I, I guess, got permission from the mall to use one of those open, the mezzanine type spaces.
0: Yeah, big, sp- big just... One to-
1: of the big spaces in the middle of the mall. Um, and if I remember correctly, this is something that they do on a fairly regular basis. So they have like a setup where they have those little, um, puzzle mats out for kids to sit in, to sit on, and then a stage space. Cause I think they do like storytelling and they do different shows that they bring in. Um, and they took care of setting that up. But one of the things about it being in a mall was they didn't have a back room for us to come in and use as our dressing room.
0: And I'd like to point out that changing into your clown costume in a public restroom is one of the least fun parts of the job. So you try to avoid it. So you
1: try to avoid it. So what we did instead was we brought... We loaded up all the gear onto the carts. We went and at, at, at home before we headed out. We all got into uh, costume and makeup. And we came out to the mall. We loaded all of the gear onto carts. And then we actually we actually used something that we had just learned and just trained
0: oh the the hospital clowning thing
1: yeah would you like to explain because you taught it
0: yeah Uh, so in in our clown uh residency teaching program we often bring in anybody's ideas and sometimes we bring in guest teachers and one of the things that i had picked up somewhere and brought to the lab because i said oh this is so cool let's try it is something i learned from someone who does a lot of hospital clown where they go and they visit the kids but sometimes they have to disappear and mm-hmm. I don't mean turn invisible. I mean not be the most interesting thing in the room because something much more dramatic is happening. So they get very good or they have to get somewhere.
1: Through hospital hallways. And
0: they can't be stopped every two seconds. So they came up with this thing where they're very good and I, I, I don't specifically want to give it all away, but you, you use what is important to each of the people, the, what they call fixed point in, in, a, in the theater terms, of what everybody's paying attention to. And by manipulating that, you make only one thing everyone's looking at, and it's the it's the thing you're doing, and then you have a leader. And if the leader stops, then everybody can look around and wave to people. But if the leader starts going again, then they all fall back in the line. And it's very, or I'm describing it in a really sort of stumbly way. But when a group does it together and they get a little practiced with it, they can literally be a very precision movement and then stop and then fan out like birds looking around and then fly off again. And it's really great for getting through crowds mm-hmm. and crowded areas. And I said, well, we, we played with it. And then when we, were, we realized, because remember that we had this problem what if what we did was we had all of the clowns except for one focused on keeping the gear that is in bags and looking really packed up on the cart because it was everybody put your hands on the cart and look at the cart and the one person in the front looking off in the distance where we were heading and so when you look at the scene you go oh there's a cart and it's going over there and you stop and you take all that in and by that point we've moved on because if we were up and looking and waving at people next thing you know everybody's asking for selfies and
1: we knew we had to get to the spot that right. we needed to be at, and we needed to set up, and we... And
0: once we were there, we could do all of that, but we had to get there. But we
1: had to get there, and we knew that we didn't want to get... <laughs> the library would have been very sad if we had, instead of doing the show where the children had expected us to be, we had simply done many small shows on the way there. We
0: got stuck in the lobby, sorry. It yeah. It's a real problem it's for It's not clowns. a thing
1: we wanted to have happen. So we did that. We... we... You know, fell into line and we, we focused our way through to where we needed to set up. And uh we had some uh, it's called pipe and drape. It's a curtain. Which is a curtain. It's a it's a and way a to rod. set up
0: it's a freestanding curtain in Iran. Um This is not fancy.
1: No, it's actually very standard and so we
0: I mean we stole it from somewhere nice, but it's not fancy.
1: And so we had some uh, some pipe and drape to set up so that we had a backstage and a onstage.
0: Which the backstage, what I remember about this is that we have very dramatic for the audience. They see a curtain and a theater, mm-hmm. but directly behind that was the rest of a shopping mall. Yeah, so it was just be, the rest of the mall. So you're back there, and people would just see you, and you'd be like, "Yeah, we're we're going to do a show on the other side of the curtain." Yeah,
1: so it was purely for for the people looking at at the show space we built, but we did it, and it was it was good, and um, it. I do remember, one, we had tested a couple of things out, but we hadn't actually run the clowns doing the setup because we couldn't, right? We couldn't do that in advance.
0: Well, we could have, but we we didn't.
1: No, we didn't know what, what it was going to be, and it would have been very, very strange to have clowns show up at a mall, set up, tear down, leave, without a show. So That's true. Um It also would have gotten in the way of the flow of traffic in the mall. So they didn't let us do that. So we didn't know how long it was going to take. So we showed up early to make sure we had plenty of time to set up. Um, And clowns are kind of notorious for getting things wrong. Which admittedly, we did. uh, But very carefully. So we ended up getting it set up faster than we expected. We expected there to be more shenanigans and we ended up having some some time that we had to fill. But I, I loved the fact that we did, you and I did a acrobatics trick to lift the pipe and drape as high as it needed to go.
0: Because we didn't bring a ladder.
1: With the with the statement because we didn't bring a ladder. No, we
0: also didn't bring a ladder.
1: No, we didn't bring a ladder only... because we knew we could do this. This is one of the things that we did test in in advance was that we could do this. So then we did. And that was super fun.
0: It's super awkward to stand there with a curtain hanging over your face while someone is standing on your back putting a curtain up and then when the curtain moves you you're making eye contact with a person because that's what i remember i remember (laughs) just standing there so you on my neck doing all this stuff and me just looking at an audience and explaining to them very apologetically that we forgot our ladder yes that's all i remember
1: and so then we just we, we built we we grabbed the attention of of the audience we held it until the show started then we did the show and they liked it and then after that we did the same thing in reverse
0: I've I have said more than once that the best the best way to do an exit is to if you nail the entrance just do that backwards. Mm-hmm. You know it worked. Why 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 mix it up with anything else?
1: Yeah. So that's exactly what we did. We tore everything back down and we put it all on the carts and we snuck single filed our way out.
0: It was a good. It was a good
1: moment. Yeah, it yeah. was a really I really enjoyed that show. I would totally do that sort of thing again.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Well, and and in, and in truth we had we had kind of use that as a, a test site for that sort of could we move that way. I prefer to have a backstage for a lot of logistical reasons. Yes. Especially now that we're doing a lot more acrobatics. What I remember about that event, because I, I want to put it on the record, I, I don't like doing shows without backstages because otherwise someone's going to go, oh, on your podcast, you said you did that. I'm, I'm going to put it down. Oh, no, we don't like, like... Yeah. What I'm saying is that I this event happened to be near enough my house, I could warm up at my house and very quickly drive over and do the show.
1: Yeah, cuz we need warm up space I, and warm up time. Yeah,
0: cuz otherwise I'm going to get hurt.
1: Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, so so in specific instances where it makes sense, it was fun. But no, most of the time that doesn't work.
0: Well, there you go. Disclaimer so, made. No, I don't want to walk through the streets with all my stuff cuz someone'll ask.
1: It's true. All right. Well, then the I will I will ask you the question. Have you ever done a show where the clowns built the set in front of the audience and dismantling it at the end of the performance other than the one I just talked about? I was about? about
0: to say, because I've already trenched the the, uh, the, the the egg museum. It would be great right now if I say, yeah, the one you did, you talked about it, and we just moved on, but I actually got something. Um, but not exactly, because that is, I had forgotten the setup and teardown on that one. Uh, but I have a great um, teardown because I believe that the clown comes in with nothing in any show the clown shows up with nothing and they're going to uh, build something in the room whether it's an actual stage Mm -hmm. or they're going to unpack their bag or they're going to do it all with imagination ideally they have nothing they show up they make fun with the audience they make play with the audience and then they leave so philosophically we do that first part all the time that's that's the job because if i was to show up and there's a bunch of props waiting for me that doesn't really make sense yeah. That that seems like I'm lying to you. I didn't just get here. I didn't just arrive confused. I had a plan. And I never like to have a plan because if I do, then people expect me to stick to it. See, it's a lot of problems. Mm, yes. Yeah, best stay away from it. But I do have a great example of the best teardown. Okay. Um, so, we did a dinner theater show. This was a, a really interesting project. It was called Selma Gundy. And it was, it was done in conjunction with a group that that catered it. And so there was was food every month, and we did once a month. And what happened was, we would do the show, we would take a week off, then we would come back together, we would write an entirely new show. Same team, sometimes a guest performer, but we would write a brand new show, not reusing material over and over. The goal was to commit to, if we had a core audience, they, would, they could come once a month and be a part of something that was constantly vital. And by month three, you have run out of You think you have so many ideas. But when you have <laughs> to do an entire night of dinner theater, by month three, you've run out. And all of the ideas we had were gone. And we were synergized into saying yes. There was this desperation in the in the team the creative team would go well what, you know we'd get together and be like well we could what, what do you think about this theme and we'd all go a theme yes because once we have that we could write everything and we were so needy for it that very quickly the shows evolved in these really really tight productions because well once everything themes are great because they mean everybody knows what to bring to the table and nothing doesn't fit because with no hard feelings at that point you can go that doesn't really fit the, the theme theme yeah and even if it's Theme generic, there there clearly quickly evolves a sort of clear vision of what you're creating if everyone's talking. So that was a lot of the product. Like one of my favorite memories from the show is we did a Valentine show and I said, offbeat types of love. I said you can't just do straight ahead love stories. I said any kind of story that was offbeat, some way it had to be a little turned. Yeah, you know, still family friendly. Because it was, a, it was a family dinner theater. The idea was people brought their kids to this. Yes. So every, every month we had a brand new show. And we knew that the last show was coming up. And somewhere, not, not like on the usual cycle, I said everybody, and I guess it was like the 10th or 11th show. It was pretty late. I said, because we're running like full tilt. And while we're doing this, it's worth pointing out. We're doing other events at the same time. For part of that, we had a weekly variety show. Mm-hmm. We were still running, running teaching labs. I was still doing gig performances. There
1: was another stage show. We had a, the a
0: narrative theater project in the middle of it. There was so much stuff going. It was a really vital time uh, the span of the year yeah. uh, that overlapped this really vital time. And in all honesty, it separated a lot of people who were in this because it was fun and a lot of people who were in this because it was their life's passion. And not, not saying anything bad about either group, but there was, there was so much work that if you were not all in, you very quickly step back and let the people who were all in do it. Yeah. And that was the team that f- made it to the finish line. And in truth, a couple people made it to the finish line and then said, thank you, I'm, 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 I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I've had my little, I've had my time and I'm, I'm good. So we had this really, really amazing run, but I knew it was coming and I said, hey, everybody, I don't like the idea of this thing just stopping. I know none of us by this point want to continue trying to write a completely new show every month. It's it's not real. Yeah. I said, but I think we can't leave the audience with the idea that we just stopped because that feels really uncomfortable and in fact, we had another big show the following weekend and we really wanted to kind of, sh- you know, invite them to it. Not just from a uh, publicity standpoint but from a, an aesthetic standpoint it just feels nice to know that something continues Yes. and if you want to you can come with us and if you don't it's been lovely for the time we were together it was so nice mm-hmm. and uh, I said what if we packed the show up and took it with us and we started evolving on this idea And when people arrived at the show, there was bubble wrap and cardboard boxes and paper and tape and everywhere. Caution tape hanging from a cable on the ceiling. Every inch of the place looked like we had stopped packing in the middle to throw a show. Yes. And in the pre-show, we did things like wrap, uh, cling wrap around the empty aisles of seats, around the edge aisles of seats. So people were packed up to be shipped out with us. And then we tore it away at the end. Um... And, you know, we, we did things like every act had to, the, the idea was every act had to remove something from the stage. And the one I remember I did was I got, gave someone bubble wrap and we had a bubble wrap fight. And it escalates and they're winning because I give them the bigger bubble wrap. And I really want them to win, but I also had this great silly idea. And so we're going back and forth and back and forth. It's clear they've won. And I go and I like wait here and I run off stage and the stage is empty for about, oh, like five seconds. I mean, it's it's big enough you felt it. Yeah. The wings in that theater were exactly two butts wide. Yeah. And we had managed in that time to put performers on pulleys and stilts and all sorts of things. But we, I wanted to put a unicycle in there. And I rode from the wings so you couldn't see. It, so it seemed like I, can't, I ran a long way. Mm-hmm. And then I rode in on a unicycle and rode across the center stage and ran over the piece of bubble wrap I had been playing with on the edge. I ran down the center of it and it went off like a machine gun. And it was just like everybody was just clapping. And then I jumped off. I wrapped the seat with the bubble wrap, fulfilling, fulfilling the requirement, flipped it over my shoulder, thanked everybody and walked off. And so it continued that idea. And it was this person in the, in the audience had gotten their win and their bubble wrap noises. And I got mine. And the only, I had to, like, do something insane in order to even get near them. Yeah, and so it, it was a lovely, it was a lovely little act within the show. And then by the end of it, we were putting acrobats into boxes and picking the boxes up and carrying them off. We were packing things down. You put us, you put the "When I'm Gone" song. Yeah, I put "When I'm Gone" in there and
1: then and uh, so packed up my Diablo. I packed
0: up Diablo at the end and walked it off stage. And every act did this. And by the time it was done, most of the theater of the stuff that was hanging around was clear. And we ended with a, we'll, you know, we'll see you down the road which is yes. a very classic circus. We'll see you down the road. And that's the one I always remember for the packing away a thing. I've done many things where I put props all over the stage. And I, I love it when you put props all over the stage and part of either the next act or the rest of the show involves getting rid of it because I don't like the idea of bombing a stage and walking you know, with, with props and then walking off and then having to come back after everybody leaves and clean up because that doesn't feel like how we do. If we've walked into a theater and kind of gotten away with being there and we unpack and we do a thing
1: then you have to pack back up you got you, go you got to get it out of there yeah
0: so that was that was why I thought was I was really drawn to this. it's such a good question is this this was such a good visual and i think what i liked about it so much was it was something everyone intrinsically understood everyone at some point in their life has moved or move stuff, or, 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 or packed up an object, packed
1: up an object, or helped somebody else move if they absolutely haven't moved themselves.
0: And and yeah, everyone's had that. some experience with you know shipping things, yeah, you know, obviously. And so it, it immediately, I I didn't expect it to hit resonance like it did, but it really did. And so when we left the stage, there was a clear feeling that we weren't coming back, which yeah. we weren't because that show was over. We 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 tore down that night, and that was the end of a year of 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 shows. Um but that last night everybody loved it because we created this really lovely illusion that we had carefully sort of packed it up and taken it with us. Yeah. I'm so glad somebody asked that question. I I really that's just a, it's a good it was a good, good one. it was a, a really good, good question. It's a good question and a good feeling. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that dear reader. listener? Reader?
1: Listener. I was going to say I I mean read. unless you're reading the transcript in which case you're a reader.
0: We get it both ways.
1: We get both of them. That's true.
0: We always win. Unless we're losing. And then we win twice. It's zen. It's very zen.
1: Okay. (laughs) Sure. I have one more question.
0: You have another question?
1: There is one more question. Oh, there's one more question. Yeah. yeah. This is our last question of the episode.
0: (gasps) This one one flew by.
1: It really did. It it just
0: zoomed. It zoomed. I, I hope... I hope we've said enough. I could make some more stuff up.
1: Well, we do have one more question.
0: That's true. Hang on. I just, I want a moment together. We're all together right now. You're here. I'm here. You're here listening. I just, I want that moment. Okay, it's good. I'm ready. Okay. I think we're all, are you ready? Yeah, I think we're all ready. Okay. What's the question?
1: The question is, what are bees? Excuse me? What are B's? Second letter
0: of the alphabet. No, but what are B's? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm you B's. It's okay. So, in, in the American school system, if you do really well, you get an A. If you do kind of, eh, you get a C, anything below that, and then pretty quickly it becomes an F, which means you failed. The one that's is better but not great, that's a B.
1: No, but what are bees?
0: Bees? Oh, like vitamin B twelve, B seven. They're they're a, they're an essential nutrient. You should take your vitamins. Get some sunlight while you're at it. It's good for you.
1: No, but uh, read it.
0: Okay, I'll read it to you. What are bees? They're
1: small. Uh, little little creatures that that buzz. Now wait and a minute. Dude, is that why honey. they
0: they call them bees They call them bees because they buzz. I
1: I don't know if it's because they buzz, but they are called bees.
0: Well, now wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense at all. Because if you do that, then you have to like wasps. They buzz.
1: But they uh, are different flies, than bees. The, yeah,
0: but they don't I... call them b- wasps.
1: Well, I, I said the I don't know. I don't know that bees are called bees because they buzz, but why they are do...
0: called bees. Bee. Oh, you mean a little fuzzy-butted, e. yeah. sweater-wearing honey maker. Why didn't you say so in the first place?
1: I did.
0: No, you didn't. Yeah, I said, "What are bees?" And I told you like three or four different answers, and then you finally mentioned which one you wanted. Why don't you ask in the first place? And you're just being silly. Bees are
1: important to our environment that's what they are and it's important that we keep them safe and help them grow
0: I agree the, the little fuzzy budded ones I'm, I'm not yeah, so concerned fuzzy, about the others the, other the, the st-
1: fuzzy budded ones the uh, other that stuff's make the important
0: honey. too but yeah honey's delicious
1: yeah and pollinate plants that's the, that's the important part is they pollinate plants and help keep
0: you seem to know a lot about this
1: keep the world running
0: you know, you're know, you a smart kid you know that
1: Well, I have an aunt who's a beekeeper.
0: Do you you have an uncle that keeps birds? No. So you only know about the bees, then? Yep. Probably for the best now that I think about it. Well, everybody, that's our questions for this time. If you would like us to answer more of these hard-hitting, intelligent questions, sit and think about that life choice. And then send them to us. And we'll... Write them down on little index cards and we'll sit in this little room and we'll answer every little one of you. Right here on...
1: Two Clowns in a Closet.
0: Yeah. Oh, I do have one more thing. Oh, are we doing the thing? I was thinking we might do the thing.
1: We're going to do the thing this a episode? Re-
0: a reward for our loyal listeners. So we
1: are changing it up. Oh, I guess we are.
0: This is... Well, it is and it isn't. Okay. Okay, so behind the door behind me, behind you there's a wall.
1: Yes, behind me there's a wall.
0: And I feel like we're starting. And some to let- shoes. I told you we're letting some shoes. Yeah, we're letting people into our world. There's a there's a pillow underneath me, but behind me, there is the very door I walk through to be here with both of you today. Yes. And um, behind this door, I usually keep the theme song.
1: Oh yeah, because the the door opens and the theme song. That's
0: lights. how we do. it. That's where I keep the themes. song. What well, is obvious. That's where I keep the well, themes. yeah. You're usually still sitting in here cleaning up, so you don't. You I don't, don't notice
1: wanna- it as much, but yes.
0: Right. But, uh, but the theme song out there it's thunderously loud, and here it's really nice, mm-hmm. right, so we have the theme song, and you know this very episode started with it. It's a lovely song. We were given as a gift the sheet music to the theme song, and we posted it, and we asked some of our musician friends, and they have provided us with a handful of their own renditions and their own remixes
1: of the theme song
0: of our theme song our theme song is hitting the charts so hard that people are covering it and wow because it's under the creative commons we're encouraging it we're for it and we're rewarding people by in the show notes the theme song on the other side of this door the the artist and the link to their site will be there so you can go look them up and see what they do when they're not doing covers of our incredibly popular theme song Awesome. So I figure we'll put a few of these in. If we get a few more, maybe we'll work those in too. But I got a handful. So I figure we'll do the first one tonight when I hit the knob. The theme song knob.
1: That's exciting.
0: Are are you listening?
1: I am listening. I am prepared. I am. You're ready. I am ready for this. And I
0: hope you're ready too because here goes our first guest star theme song for our podcast.
1: Two Clowns in a Closet.
0: We'll see you next time. All right.